We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. WFAN, this is Mike Zahn, Francesca on the fan on uh, this Wednesday program, the 18th day of uh, September. Uh, a little chillier today than it's been the last couple of days, a little windier, but still beautiful weather as we get through the uh, Wednesday part of the week, and that means that we have some Yankee news. Obviously, Stanton's in the lineup tonight. Severino did well last night, but Tansis is out for the season, so we'll get in on all that. Uh, if you're a Mets fan trying to run the table, well, one down and uh, still a whole bunch to go. Uh, Alonzo gets number 48. Um, and then, of course, it's talk day in the NFL, which means when you have a, a quarterback change, especially when you're sitting a Hall of Fame quarterback after, you know, 15-plus years, uh, there's going to be a lot of media, and that's what you had today where Eli spoke, Daniel Jones spoke. You didn't hear from Mara. He didn't show up. You didn't hear from Gettleman. He's still in the witness protection program. So uh, that, that's that's not it. And uh, the Giants today had to answer questions about, uh, oh, so are you blaming Eli? Uh, well, listen. What they did, folks, after two games was say, oh, my God, we're so bad, we have to change the narrative to this being now a season of development, not a season where record counts. But along the way, we'll let everybody who doesn't know what the hell they're looking at blame Eli for the two losses. Blame Eli for a defense that gave up seven dry, uh, nine drives for touchdowns of over 70 yards. Of wide receivers who couldn't get open if their life depended on it, dropping touchdown passes both weeks. But blame him. Listen, it's the easiest thing to do, but now you can't blame him anymore. See, now it's always about the quarterback, but the young quarterback, understand, this team is bad. Don't blame Daniel Jones when they lose. It's a, and, and they will lose because they're bad. They don't have anything redeeming. They have a couple of players who can play. And they have nothing in the way of defense. They're as bad a defense. I haven't seen the Dolphin defense yet at any extent. I uh, know how many points they've allowed the first two weeks. I'm going to figure Dolphins are maybe as bad or worse, but they played better teams the first two weeks, including the Pats. So um, I don't know what to make of the Dolphin defense yet, but the Giants are right there. Their defense is atrocious. And this team didn't lose because of the quarterback, and I don't think he played overly well his first two games, but it wasn't about him. But now it's a very convenient way to scapegoat everything onto the quarterback and start fresh after two weeks. But they don't get any more fresh, fresh thoughts. Now the team is what it is. And when you have a, you're a head coach and your lifetime record 16 and 35, you're going to look for whatever little advantages you can find about making anything, anything except your team's record and your record because both are abominable. And the Giants have become chronic losers. And they can't get out of the rut. 
They, uh, that's what they've become. They have, right for our eyes, gone from being classic winners to chronic losers. And they do all the things now that chronic losers do. Blame, make rash decisions, go one step one way and then the other step the other way, have no direction and no clue. And that's where they are right now as an organization, an organization that is rudderless, an organization that is directionless, an organization that doesn't have an idea what they're doing. Because if they had an idea what they were doing, they never would have brought Eli back this year. It was a colossal waste of time and money. Because we all knew that once they drafted a quarterback six, it was in this world now. It was going to be his game. And folks, the quarterbacks after Coughlin, McAdoo, and now Sherman, as soon as they started losing here, they want a modern quarterback. The quarterbacks who stay in the pocket are a dying breed in this league. Everybody wants mobile quarterbacks and to run the same stuff that they're running everywhere across the league because it's a copycat league. So you want mobility in your quarterback. And unless you're Tom Brady and a couple of the guys who are still hanging on late in their career and still winning okay, but if you're not winning, they're going to want to move to the mobile quarterback. You're not going to see a different giant offense. You're going to see the quarterback move more. You're going to see him actually run a little more because this is a 22-year-old quarterback, not a 38-year-old quarterback. Plus, that 38-year-old quarterback never beat anybody with his legs. He beat him with, their heart, with his heart and beat him with his arm. He didn't beat him with the legs. And Dan Jones is not going to beat a whole lot of people from what I've seen with his legs either, but, he might, he's, but he's more like mobile than Eli, but so is a lamppost. So there will be some of that, and that's what McAdoo wanted. McAdoo wanted to run a modern offense. They all want to run a modern offense now. So that's been going on with this team for years, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with moving on when you're not winning. I had no problem with them moving on from Eli last year. This is, I told you, this is the best thing that ever happened to Eli because now it's no longer Eli's fault, and when they're losing now, they've got to find somebody else to blame. It was always easy to blame the big-time quarterback late in his career. It was the easy thing to do. It was lazy. It was easy. Oh, it's Eli. Oh, it's Eli. Can't do this. Can't do that. If you're looking at this team every week and you think it's Eli and only Eli, you're out of your mind. You don't know what the hell you're looking at. This team was atrocious defensively last year. Four times they blew leads in the last two minutes where after Eli gave him a lead. Four times. Four times in a 16-game season is a lot in the last two minutes. But no longer is it about Eli, who did today what, listen, he's burning. You know he's burning. Why? Because he's got great pride. That's how he got to be who he is. He doesn't like this, but he's never going to show you that. Because he's got a lot of class and he's handled himself that way his whole life. A lot of other guys who have accomplished what he has accomplished would have blown up at this team years ago. And had a right to. It just is not his temperament. It's not who he is. And he will sit there quietly. If he has to sit there for you know, the next 14 weeks, he'll do it quietly. And yes, he'll be paid handsomely. But listen, you've got to understand. And I don't expect anyone who doesn't has never made any money to understand that. But if you've made Eli's money, the money isn't the issue anymore. Fortunately, the issue wasn't money a long time ago. 
It's not about money. It's past money now. It's about legacy. It's about how you go out. It's about having pride in what you do. Because you built the career that is one that you care greatly about and are very proud of. And why not? It's been a career of enormous accomplishment. Unfortunately, he has been saddled with really bad situations and a chronically bad team in the last four or five years, of which he has not been able to lead them out of it. Do you want to blame him for some of that? Absolutely. He deserves some of the blame. He couldn't take this team where it needed to go. And it was a team that most people would have lost with. And he was one of those. He lost with it. But the Giants no longer get to blame him. It's no longer about him. But if you think the problems rest solely at the quarterback position, then you don't know what you're looking at. This is a dreadful football team. And the quarterback is going to struggle because first-year quarterbacks always struggle. If you think he's going to come in and turn this around, I mean, come on. How much football have you been watching in your life? It doesn't happen. And nobody could turn this team around with this defense. You couldn't make it any. You couldn't make it a winning team with this defense. Not unless the defense gets a whole lot better. And their wide receiver situation has got to improve dramatically. They can't get open, and they're dropping balls right and left. They dropped two touchdown passes that were wide open the first two weeks of the season. You can't have one touchdown drop every week. So now Daniel Jones said the right things. Eli Manning said the right things. Gettleman and John Mara said nothing. And Sherman tried to tell you it wasn't all Eli's fault, but he didn't mind that you felt that way because, you know what, anything that takes some of the deflected blame off him is good when your record's like his. You're looking for any port in a storm when you're 16 and 35 as a head coach. And when your team was five win last year and it's already been blown out of two games this year. And it doesn't look a whole lot better real soon. So when New Era begins, and for the fans, I understand that. And listen, what you hope now is that this guy is your quarterback because if he isn't, if he isn't, and everyone is acting like he is, and then going forward with the idea that, well, We have our franchise quarterback. We now start to find out if that's true. We don't know that. We don't know any of that. And if it turns out that he doesn't check all the boxes, well then, most likely you have somebody else deciding whether they take one of the flashy quarterbacks that will be at the top of the draft next year. But it won't be the guys here now who are in power making that decision nor should they be able to. You only get to screw the team up this badly once, maybe twice. You don't get to screw it up this badly three times. And this right now, folks, is a bad team. As for the Jets, you know, I know some, someone's trying to make a big deal about Adams being benched late in the game. Hey, the coach did the exact right thing. Adams was out. I said it to you yesterday. And I didn't even know that he had been benched until I heard that today. I said he was out of control at the end of the game. 
I said it Monday night after the game. I said, he's, the guy was out of control at the end of the game. He's got to calm down. He's not the first guy to lose. You can't go running around like a crazy man looking to hurt somebody at the end of the game and, and trying to commit penalties. You're going to get yourself a suspension, and you're going to hurt somebody and regret it. You're not the first good player. And you're not a great player, first of all. You're a good player who has the ability maybe to be better than that. But let's see. Part of that's unfortunately winning. But you are not the first good player to be on a bad team. Take it in stride. Take it in stride. And try and make things better. You know, right now, the Jets have been very unlucky here, too. They lost a game they should have never lost. And then they lost their quarterback. I mean, when you lose your quarterback, that is a... That is an obstacle that you just cannot overcome in this league. And then the one thing I would say, though, about the hierarchy is they knew what their holes were, and they carried those holes right into this season. And we knew what their holes were before the season ever started. We knew what they were last spring, and they've carried them right into this season. And it's killing them. The offensive line is killing them, and the corners are killing them. And they bench the corner, make it a bundle. And when you look at this week's game, you have the Jets with a third-string quarterback and no offensive line who have scored one offensive touchdown in the first two weeks of the season. Going to Foxborough, where the Pats have outscored two opponents 73-3 to so far this year in their two games. 73, excuse me, 76-3. to nothing. They have yet to allow a touchdown. You're lucky the line's not 30. I mean, if it was 30, it'd be fair. I mean, they can actually name the score in this one. And they have not allowed a touchdown yet against the Steelers or the Dolphins. 76-3 in two games. And the Jets have one touchdown. Now you know why the line's, you know... 23 points and soaring. So we got a lot to get to. Giants. Um, maybe we'll play some of the sound back. There was nothing there that, I mean, it was all what you would expect Daniel Jones to say. It was what you would expect Eli Manning to say. Um, Stanton's in the lineup for the Yankees. That's important because they need to get him back with the injuries they have. And they went one for two in the pitching department. And, and actually got the performance they needed from the one they needed more. They need Severino more than they need Batances this year. Not that they don't need Batances' ability and, and his overwhelming stuff. They do. But they can win at the back of the line. They can win at the back of the uh, bullpen right now. What they need is a guy who can give them five innings on the front end. That's what Severino can give them. So if I was going to get one back, I'd rather get Severino than, than Batances back in this season with their bullpen. And Severino gave them something they can really build on. And Patances now is gone for the season. Uh, And now Stanton tries to come back and get himself ready. And listen, barring Stanton doing something extreme like getting hurt again, he's going to be in the lineup opening night in the playoffs. That's all there is to it. The outfield is going to be Stanton, Gaudy, and Judge. That's your outfield. And it's it's a good outfield. 
Man said, I don't feel like I could do a lot of damage. And remember, Gaudi's already hit 25 home runs this year, but so has everybody else in the world. So that's where we are. We'll start it with football. Jets and Giants, probably more Jets, probably more Giants than anything else, but uh, we'll get it all rolling right after this. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 